Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Her Campus American University's podcast, HCAU Unfiltered. My name is Ella. And my name is Morgan. And today, we're going to talk about women's experiences at the doctors. Well, first of all, I want to say a little bit of why we chose this topic. And the reason of this topic is more so the idea that women's pains and experiences get diminished at the doctors very often. They get acknowledged as something else, and then you realize it was a bit more serious than it was accounted for. And I think this is very important to talk about because this happened to me, and I thought it was just a me thing. <laughs> and then my second semester here at AU, I took a writing class that was centered on well-being. And I chose to focus on this, thinking that it was something that I wasn't going to find any sources on, and I had to change my topic. And little did I know that there were a lot of women who experienced this, and there are a lot of studies regarding this. So I just think it's a very important topic to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. One part that I think is just like very important to talk about is women's treatment in society. And I just feel like we, as women, um, as a minority, our experiences are kind of just made to be not important. Our voices are not heard of as is supposed to be, um, especially minorities' voices, um, including like intersectional people of different sexualities, um, people that are gender nonconforming, or just are from another racial or ethnicity. Our experiences don't really get really acknowledged, and so I think this is just a phenomenon that happens in society a lot, and I think that that doctors sometimes don't acknowledge the bias that they have when treating women. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is something that you've ever ever felt before. Yeah, no, I definitely felt that way. You know, a lot of times, like, you know, you're, you come to the doctor with, or really anybody, well, not even just doctors, it's like, I'm having this pain, oh, it's probably just cramps, it's probably just your period. Um, and yeah, you get really, really, written off really easily oh my gosh um and that's really disappointing but it's also reflective of like the patriarchy as a whole um just diminishing women's experiences um not only with pain but with you know like discrimination and with um any other thing you could think of and so yeah I think talking about this is really important and really getting the word out yeah it reminds me of I feel like it all starts with your family Mm -hmm. um the first kind of contact you have with society is your family and then kind of school. And I feel like surprisingly, um, my parents, especially my mom, I feel like women can be a little tougher on women. I'm an American Venezuelan um, and I also lived in Colombia. And it's kind of that patriarchal mindset lives a lot in Latin America. Mm -hmm. It lives everywhere, but specifically in Latin America. And my mom used to just be like, you're so dramatic. <laughs> Especially, um, I played tennis professionally for five years. Um, I hated it, <laughs> but I just had to play tennis. But I remember I got injured a bunch of times. And every single time, my mom would just be like, push through. <laughs> like You're doing great. You're just being very dramatic. That's just her way of thinking of my pain as well but then also I think it's just her way of living life it's just okay I'm gonna push through this I'm not gonna place a lot of importance on this um but that made me think you know since I was like sort of growing up that my pain was always 
just me being dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got that reputation on my family, which I really mind. I am a little bit dramatic. I do cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I do feel like that first contact you have with your family is very important towards defining the attitude you have regarding that specific area for the rest of your life. Absolutely. I I totally I remember a moment. So when I was younger before I started birth control, um, I had horrible period pain, like to the point where like I would have to come home from school or like I would get nauseous. Um, I'd have to be curled up in a ball for an hour. Like it was just, it was not good. It was not good at all. And I remember one day I was having particularly bad cramps and I was like in a ball crying and my mom was rubbing my back and she was very supportive of my pain and listened to my pain, um, which was good because she could sympathize. And my dad walked into the room and he said, you know, you just need to take a deep breath. Like, you're going to be fine. I know. And my mom, I swear, I have never seen, like, the fiery pits of hell come out of her <laughs> eyes quicker in my life. She got so mad and immediately defended me and was like, you need to leave. There is no space for you here right now. Like, no uterus, no opinion. Like, go away. And um, that was a very that was a very formative moment for me because it really – like it proved to me that's like you know especially men especially men who are like who are like well you've never been kicked in the balls before so it's like you don't know what that kind of pain is it's like why are you writing this off so quickly like like yes you don't have any yes i have no clue what that feels like but you also don't have any clue what i'm going through when i have this pain so it's like come on absolutely i also I think this is a recent study that came out that said that the pain that women experience with period cramps can be very similar, if not the same, to the pain of a heart attack. Really? Yes. And I saw this and I was like, oh my God, I have PCOS. Mm. So I always had very strong period pains. I would throw up every single day on my period. I would get high fevers one time. I was very close to passing out. It was just very strong. And I didn't realize I had this because I thought that was normal because my mom also has this. So she was Mm. like, this is just like super normal. Um, But I just think that men sometimes bring their experience in a very just very weird way of trying to be like my experience matters more because I saw this TikTok one time and I don't remember exactly what it said specifically or who said it but it was this idea of if you bring men's experiences and men's like pain or whatever when a woman is talking about her pain, you're not trying to generate awareness towards men's pain. You're just trying to overshadow women's pain. Mm. And I feel like this is so true because it's like one thing to say, okay, as a man, I experience certain things, which yes, you do. Of course, we all do, regardless of our gender. But you also have to understand that there is a space for you to bring that up and a moment for you to bring it up. Um, that is not taking the space away of women because Mm -hmm. also we as women, as I said before, our voices have not been heard of. We've not been given the visibility that we should have been given by society. And so it's the idea of also being open to listening to everyone else. So I feel like this just happens a lot and just reminded me of like what you said with like your family and also men don't get our pain. They don't. My dad is more so the type of like, 
I don't understand, like, I sympathize with you, and all he just kind of, like, sit and put his arm on my back and just be like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> which, I mean, I love that, that he's not like, oh, yeah, just being dramatic or whatever, um, but I do, I, I will say that I feel like sometimes men get a little bit, I don't know, like, icky when you talk to them about periods yeah. or pregnancy, so I feel like sometimes that happens with my family, not specifically my dad, because he's very chill. But, like, I'm talking about it very openly with my family or, like, a couple of friends. And they were like, oh, well, why are you talking about that right now? Like, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, a stigma, you know, that men just, like, kind of, like, get, get icky when you talk about period or something like that. Yeah, I have a, so I have a really good family friend. He's a physician's assistant, a PA. So, like, you know, someone with a medical degree, and he refuses to talk about periods with his daughters. And it's like, you are a medical professional. Like, what are you talking... You had to study anatomy for a living. You understand this, like, very deeply, and yet you're refusing to talk about it with your kids. Like, with your kids, too. He has all daughters. He doesn't have any sons. And... It's like they need your support as a parental figure when their body is changing. And as a medical professional, like, it's your obligation to, like, educate them about their body and, like, be supportive and be there for them. So, yeah, it's so it's so weird how how men in particular get all icked out by periods and stuff like that. It's I will say the the one thing about my dad is like especially when you brought up pregnancy, I think it was really cool. Like when, when both me and my brother were born, like my dad was not only there, like in the room, but he like watched it happen. And he wasn't afraid of that. Like he wasn't afraid of like, oh, it's going to be so gross. Like, I don't want, he's like, no, I want to see my child come into the world. And like, it does like, yeah, it's a little bit graphic, (laughs) obviously, but um, that wasn't, that wasn't, a barrier to him that wasn't something that deterred him from not only like he also wanted to have a deeper appreciation for what my mom was going through he's like if your body is doing that I want to like (laughs) really get a visual and be like okay that looks terrible I am so sorry thank you for bringing my child into the world (laughs) and like um yeah he you know he talks about like I have never had a deeper appreciation before for your mom like than I did when you guys were born and like watching that happen so I feel like that should be more of the mentality of being like like you were talking about it's like making that space to like listen and really be open to hearing women's experiences or like people with uteruses like hearing their experiences and hearing what it's like and also just being maybe you can't be empathetic but you can be sympathetic and yeah I just think that would ultimately cause not cause but um, but resolve a lot of our issues regarding this. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I feel like that should also start in sort of the medical field as well. Because mm-hmm. I know that a lot of... This is a topic that we also discussed in one of my sociology classes. And a lot of doctors don't feel comfortable attending to a transgender person, which mm-hmm. is awful. And uh, one person in the class sort of told this story of how uh, I don't remember if it was on the news or something like that, but there was a transgender woman who she, the doctor knew she had cancer, 
like breast cancer um, when she went there the first time, but he felt uncomfortable talking about the topic with her. So he didn't do that. And her cancer, of course, evolved. And, you know, the situation in which she was in was extremely serious and could have been somewhat prevented. So I feel like doctors start need to start recognizing their own biases. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to OBGYNs and all mm-hmm. of that, I had my first experience in an OBGYN in Colombia. And I was 17 or 19, I can't remember, 17 or 19. And I went there and I chose a woman because I knew I didn't want a a man because I just felt uncomfortable maybe. And she was kind of like like an old woman, which I didn't mind at all. I just thought, you know, okay, great. And she was referred to me by my main doctor. And I was like, okay, if she was referred to me, then it's because she has a lot of experience and is actually like a good doctor. Mm-hmm. When I went there, of course, it's like your first time at the OBGYN, and then like you're nervous. You like know what's gonna happen, but at the same time, you don't know what's gonna happen. And I was there laying down, and she sort of went in as if you know there was nothing. You're like, you know, <laughs> and I was like. You know, and like, I was like, oh, that hurts, you know, because she's very used to doing this all the time. I'm not used to receiving this all the time. Like, (laughs) this is not normal for me. It was my first time, and she knew that. And once I said, that hurts, she said, you're so dramatic. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. What have I gotten myself into? Yeah, it was so bad. And. She said this, which I'll never forget. She said, I feel bad for your boyfriend that he has to put up with this. <gasps> I swear to God. It was like, and I was laying down. It was like awful because like you hear that, but then you're also naked. So <laughs> it's like, it's a mix of things. You're so vulnerable. <laughs> yes. <and> like <laughs> exposed. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. But like it was... And now it's very funny because like, I think about it and I'm like laying down like half naked and she's saying that and I'm like saying what? <laughs> and I, I just knew I wanted to like get it over with and um, she, she knew I had a boyfriend because I told her that. But once I put my clothes on, I wanted to cry. I was in the bathroom just like holding my tears back and I didn't go to the OBGYN for a couple of years because I was traumatized. I was like, this is, this is not okay. And I told my boyfriend, he was very supportive of me at that time. He he was just like, you know, this is really bad. This shouldn't happen. Like, your pain, your the way you're feeling is completely valid. Like, you don't have to put up with that. And I was traumatized. I didn't go to the doctor for a couple of years. I went, like, I'm now 21. And I went, like, this year, I think, for, like, my second, but, like, really my first time going again here in D.C., and I was thankful to find someone that was very intersectional, um, that that had worked with a lot of women from different backgrounds and that understood a little bit of what it's like to work with women who might also experience, like, a little bit more pain or just, like, are a little bit more nervous because that's, like, normal. And I was very thankful to find her. But I feel like doctors sometimes cause this, like, mark on you. I don't, I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. And 
further on on the way I move in my life I feel like it's something that marked me and now I'm a little bit scared of going to doctors I'm not gonna lie like I don't like them (laughs) I just feel like it was a very bad experience that no one no one should ever go through and I didn't do anything but maybe I should have spoken I don't know I was shocked I just wanted to leave but if I went through that I can't imagine the amount of women that also went to her and that also went through that you know so I just that was also like one of the main reasons I wanted to choose this topic for this podcast is because I haven't heard any story out there like this one and for the first time I heard it when I was doing my research paper and I was like you know there's someone else like me and like Mm -hmm. this is not a me thing but like there are a lot of women who experience this and I felt more comfortable speaking up about it yeah no I'm so glad that you know you kind of felt empowered to like share your experience and talk about the fact that you're not alone in this and that this is a huge problem that needs to be addressed and um yeah I'm I'm so sorry that happened to you (laughs) like I know I just feel like it's honestly when dealing with different type of cultures as well it's a little bit rough because in Latin America there's perhaps not that amount of awareness around recognizing women's pain Mm -hmm. so there was no way of coming you know out of it but at the same time I do feel like other experiences at the doctor that are not as traumatic invasive yeah as this one also from like the smallest things can also change the way you view yourself and the way you think about your pain I remember I was also I have a like a book of like <laughs> bad experiences of the doctors. I don't really know why. It's just like that way is is how it is. But I was also at the orthodontist once. I got braces. It was awful. I hate braces. I don't know if you ever had braces. I had braces. It was just the worst experience of life, honestly. But like I remember just doctors feel very entitled to say their opinion about you. Mm. And whether that be your dramatic or whether it be something about your physical appearance, because that was uh, the orthodontist and she was like, great, you know, you, you got your braces. And at that time, my, I, I got a nose job. But at that time, I hadn't had my nose job. I was 14 years old and I, I wasn't thinking about a nose job, really. Um, I had a deviated septum because I fell when I was a kid because I was very naughty when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but I remember I was at the doctor, at the orthodontist, and she was like, now the only thing you're like missing is a nose job and a chin implant. <gasps> Stop it. I, I was 14. Like, how can you say that to like a kid? Like, And I was like, at that time, I was very confident in myself which <laughs> I'm very proud of the, the the Ella of that time and I was like whatever you know <laughs> so I just kept moving on with my life but I it's something that still is with me today I had a no show because I wanted to not because no one told me to I had a no show because I wanted to but with the chin implant sometimes I'm like taking a selfie you know as one does <laughs> and I'm like, mm, should I? Is that something that like is actually something I need? And I just feel like doctors can really influence the way you view yourself. And yeah, just the way you think about yourself, especially when you're such a kid. Yeah, totally. No, and like, I think especially, you know, just from what I've heard, like women of color experience that like way more 
than white women do. Like I was, I was reading this article and I don't remember the exact statistic, but like um, in the past like three or five years, um, black women's um, maternal mortality has like skyrocketed. Um, which for anybody who doesn't know, like maternal mortality is like death after having a baby. Um, and I just like that, I can't say it shocked me (laughs) just living in America and, you know, the amount of like medical racism that goes on, um, it's terrible. Um, but like, you know, just, you know, it goes back to, you know, like women not being listened to and when you're having intense amounts of pain and you're like, Hey, something is wrong. Something is not okay. Um, that that needs to be addressed way more than it than it is. Absolutely, I don't know if you know about Serena Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I know about her because I play tennis. Uh, I don't like playing tennis, but I love watching tennis. <laughs> but so I, I, before she retired, I watched her a lot. She was very successful in her tennis career. She was first for like a couple of years. She was amazing, honestly. And she got pregnant, and she gave birth. And one story that she later told after she had given birth and everything was like kind of fine, um, she sort of told the story of how she almost died when giving birth because she was expressing that she didn't feel good. Um, it turns out she was bleeding out after giving birth. Mm-hmm. And doctors didn't recognize her pain at all. And she almost died if not for her partner who was there and kind of like, you know, was like, okay, no, like pay attention to how she's feeling right now. And as you said, like women of color experience this very often and and black women overall, because I feel like society views black women as having like a high pain tolerance and all of these mm-hmm. things that are just like, what? And like viewing black women's experiences as not valid or not important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this goes all the way back to just how OBGYN, the area like of OBGYN was created. Yeah. And this idea that like they experimented on black women without anesthesia or anything because, you know, they didn't care really about them, about their pain. Um, and I just sort of feel like it's, it's a very sad reality that, that women go through here. Um, I also had a friend and she's uh, a person of color and she went to the doctors and she was experiencing some high pain and the doctors didn't give her any meds or anything. And she was like, I know. And then she was like, you know, would I have had the same treatment if I was white? I don't really know. And I will never know. And it's one of the things about the United States that is just so harsh and coming here. Also, Let's just say, like, the healthcare system here sucks. Oh, yeah. So bad, so expensive. Like, it just sucks. And when I came at, like, Medicine Latin America is known for being, like, cheap compared to the rest of the world, but mainly the United States. And we also are very good at medicine. It's just something that they do well in Latin America. So coming here and sort of experiencing this change and how my classmates were kind of complaining about all of these things. I was like, oh my God, this is completely insane. And how insurance rarely covers anything. And just the healthcare system here seems to just be really, really bad, honestly. And it was a little bit of a culture shock once I moved here. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, growing up here, um, 
yeah, you, you just grow up hearing horror stories of people who either have insurance and then get screwed over by their insurance or people who don't have insurance at all because it's not accessible to them because of their financial situation. And they have to like forego going to the doctor because it's like they know they're going to get a $5,000 medical bill just for like a visit and for maybe them running some tests like that. it It's atrocious. It's and it, you know, and you look at like other places around the world, like I was also looking at like, um, I think it's Sweden. They give, um, they give like expecting mothers six months of maternal leave, which is insane. And it's like, and they also have like free healthcare and it's like, and it's not like crappy healthcare. It's like, it's very comprehensive and it's very like their doctors are really good and take care of their patients and it's it's like why can't we like we're supposedly the we're the quote-unquote best country in the world and alas here we are people are like dying all over the place and not getting the health care that they need and it's just it's just bad it's just really bad so bad and i totally see that just i from what i've i've lived here for like a year i think and Honestly, it's just the narrative around the United States being the best country in the world is not true, very damaging. (laughs) It's like white supremacy at its most, Mm -hmm. patriotism that comes to nationalist policies that affect the rest of the world very heavily and that affect the people of color that live in the United States Um, and that affects everyone else that's not white, literally white or cisgender and male. Mm -hmm. That's like... Everyone that's not in that scope is, like, insanely affected. And it's just really severe. And at the same time, like, I saw this TikTok the other day of a person that had appendicitis. And they got their appendix? Appendix. Appendix, thank you. um, Taking out. And it was half of the price of the first visit you get here, just going the first visit of the doctors. And I was like, wow, this is just insane that they got a full surgery and then post-surgery treatment exactly by half of the price of just going to visit a doctor here primary care yeah so it's just insane but um yeah i think i appreciate you so much being here at the same time i feel like we talked about so many important topics and I just wanted to say that, you know, to all my women out there, to all my women of color at the same time, um, if you've ever experienced this, you're not alone. Um, Make your voice be heard. Your voice is important. And whatever you say must be taken into account. Sadly, the United States is not like that. But I promise you, we are not overlooking your pain or your experiences. Absolutely. Thank you.